Ever since the first tick-tock of time You brought order to a world undefined Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Our teaching teaching team is made up of men and women who love asking probing questions of each week's scripture portion. To which our community responds with curiosity, courage, and a desire to expand in faith, hope, and love. We follow the Revised Common Lectionary, and we follow the church calendar, because they anchor us in something which can hold us, no matter what life throws our way. We exist to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere we exist to join god's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere we hope you enjoy this week's teaching we hope you enjoy this week's teaching we hope you enjoy this week's teaching Our scripture is Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 34. He also said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle because the harvest has come. He also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, even sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. The word of the Lord. Hi, it's so fun to be back in the sanctuary. This is my first time back in the sanctuary. Not that it's about me, but I just am kind of like, wow. (laughs) This feels really, so I'm making it about me for just a moment. It's good, I love it. Um, Today, what we're here for is, this is a very pinnacle transitional day, and I love the scripture that is there, but we're not gonna actually teach the scripture today, just so you know that. Mm. It's gonna be all about you. Mm. But it's gonna be a question, kind of a Q and A, and but part of it is I feel like the scripture is really significant because it's the seed that's been spread into the ground and the earth is bringing forth what it will bring forth. And I remember a year, number of years ago when I was in Israel and I asked, I was at a winery and I asked the guy, I said, do you guys really do the, you know, the sabbatical with the earth and the, every seven years? And he goes, yeah, we do. And what we do on that seventh year is we make space for whatever will come up. It doesn't mean they don't continue to let the land produce, but they make space for what is actually growing and just needs some air and some room. And I think that's very fitting for what we're talking about is because today is, tomorrow's the first day of Steve's sabbatical. And I think for some people, some people may not know what a sabbatical is or why we actually even practice it. But here at Genesis, one of the things that I think is really important is uh, the Board of Elders decided very early on that we were going to put in practice sabbatical. Now, sabbatical is every seven years a pastor can actually take that. And what the, one of the reasons why... Oh, wait, you want to do this? I think it's five years. I just want to Oh, every five years. Really yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was doing some other research. Yeah. It's every five years, yes. I just wanted to make sure I didn't have to wait another seven years <laughs> to... 
it's on record every five. It is every five. I apologize for that. What I was thinking, because it is, has been seven years, yeah. is what I was trying to yeah. say. It's been seven years. But part of why we did that is there was a study that came out a number of years ago, and it was looking at the burnout rate of pastors. And today, as of uh, 2019, the re most recent survey done, 1,798 1,798 pastors retire every month. Now, I don't know the number of pastors that are actually coming back in, but what I know is that pastors tend to work, while they have a 40-hour work week, on average, pastors work between 55 and 75 hours a week. And I think that's something that a lot of people just don't realize. There is a lot that goes on that Steve has done, that Steve is doing, and so we're actually really excited to send you away for three months <laughs> to just be on sabbatical. So I have some questions for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, he doesn't even know what I'm going to ask him. I told, when Becky asked me, when we talked about this, she said, well, did you trust me? And I was like, I like you. <laughs> I don't know if I trust you with the questions, but I do. Ha ha, I do. Ha, ha, ha. Uh-huh. Okay, so first I think it would be good to just kind of clarify, for you to clarify, why, do you, is, why is the sabbatical important to you right now? Why is the sabbatical important to me right now? Um, well, I do think that it's important to get in touch with our limits, you know, and so um, I have been, it's been seven years since Genesis started, and I've been day in, day out, week in, week out, of course, taking vacations and stuff, but... Uh, it's important right now for our family uh, to reconnect and play and gather and rest. Uh, and for me to remember that this church doesn't center around me. Um, I, I can sort of end up believing that from time to time, that it's all about my decisions and what I do, my energy. And it's so, so that's one. It's important for me to, to touch my limits. And that's a phrase that I've gotten from you, Becky, to touch my edges, you know. Um, but two, I think it's important for the congregation to realize that y'all are going to be fine for three months, and it's going to be like a blip. We are going to be fine. Uh, and so many amazing teachers and preachers from Genesis are coming in to teach and preach, and we have a pastoral care team that's going to step in and, and handle any things that arise. And so, so I think that's the second thing. I think it's good for, it's good for Genesis. Um, and rest, like we need to renormalize a human being's need for rest. Amen? I mean, like, let's not pretend that we can just charge forward into whatever the next normal is going to be without doing some reflecting on what this last 18 months really was like for each of us. And so I know I'm lucky I get to do three months off but even for you to take a minute every day to say, what, 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 how did I drag my body through the last 18 months? And what is my body now telling me? Thank you, Allie, for your sermon. It was always your kid's sermon. But like, what do I need to grieve? What do I need to celebrate? And it's, you, don't, you don't get to answer those questions without some stepping back and stepping away even if it's for five minutes every day. And we can do that, you know, so you don't need a sabbatical to reflect on what you've been through so that you can be ready for what's next, you know, so, yeah. 
Well, and I think it's worth noting is you actually were set to go on sabbatical. I was, yeah, two years ago. <laughs> right as, um, co well, just as co right before COVID yeah. hit. And, and last we, year too. And that was one of the things that basically everybody just kind of said, no, you don't need to go on sabbatical when you can't do anything. So it was, um, it was actually discerned to put this off a little yep. bit. So it's, it has been in the works. Okay, I have another question for you. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you're afraid of? Yes. <laughs> well, Enneagram nerds, uh, I'm a three on the Enneagram, which means that I get a lot of life from ideas and creativity and doing things and from standing on stages and speaking and getting people to say boy," And I'm a little afraid of what will, <laughs> like of crickets, you know, <laughs> like how I might try to in my sideways way, get a couple of attaboys. Um, but I also, I mean, I'm, I'm afraid of that, but I also know that about myself. And so um, I have some friends that are going to help me be okay, just being me without the spotlight. And, um, but I'm a little afraid of like, will I, <laughs> you know, will I get so energetic about trying to churn something else up <laughs> that I don't just rest and play, you know? So, yeah. I, I'm curious, how many sabbatical books have you already bought that you're going to read during sabbatical? Honestly, I know that's a great question. None. I, I've really, I do have a spiritual. What? Yeah, none. No bought, no bought, bought books yet? No. That's I mean, fantastic. I, I mean, yeah. I just, I know you and I know you normally have a pile yeah. of them. I mean, so. I do have a pile of books, but, but not, I, I've, so I have a spiritual director that I see every month. And that is one of the commitments that I made to myself and to Genesis to be healthy. So my spiritual director, it helps me uh, listen to what God is inviting me to do. And one of the early things I asked him, and I've seen him for years, like 10 or 12 years. And I said, please help me figure out how to do sabbatical. <laughs> please help me plan. And he really gently helped me to figure out that I, what I needed to do was not do a bunch of planning. I needed to learn to sink into the moments that I was experiencing and the relationships that I was, I was, um, you know, loving. He was like, instead of looking at relationships like they're going to exhaust you, and I can tend toward introversion, look at relationships as if they might give you a gift. And so that's what I've been practicing for a few months. And that's what I want to continue to practice. I mean, I'm going to read a lot, of course, but I'm not, I don't have a big list of things that I'm trying to do. I think that's fantastic. I just, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm I just know. surprised. I Me think it's too. fantastic. That's a new rhythm. One of the things that when I was looking at sabbatical and I was refreshing my memory about some of the things, the root word is Shabbat. It actually means to rest. But I found this definition and I just love it. And this is part of what um, the invitation I hear you saying, instead of trying to inhabit something and make something happen is just to, I mean, instead of trying to make something happen, just to inhabit it and yes. see what happens. Yes. But um, the uh, definition was letting something rest with purpose to replenish a deep and meaningful relationship to the environment in which they are meant to tend. Yeah. I, that really, I mean, I hear that and I just go, yeah. Um, and in resting, Sabbath also means to stop, you know? And so it, it, there's a resting and there's a stopping. There's certain things that you stop doing, like the winery stops planting during that whole year. And, and they don't prune. That's the year prune, they right, don't right. prune either. And so, you know, this, and, and that's, a, that's actually, 
an intentionally trusting posture. Like, what, are, what am I going to stop doing? Trusting that some new beautiful things will grow because ski, skied, seed <laughs> has been scattered in and around me that I haven't, that I haven't scattered. You know, seed has been planted in me that needs space and time to grow. And one of my mentors told me that has been on sabbatical, he said, one of the things that's going to be interesting for you to pay attention to is what you notice starts growing in you that you didn't plan, that you didn't, you know, decide. I'm going to learn more about this. I'm going to learn more about that. But it just, oh, there it is. There's some, some plants that have sprouted up in me. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be exciting. One of the things that the wine master told me is he says some of the ways they've found new um, varietals of grapes has been from letting the ground rest. So some of the wines that we drink even to this day are only there because we've let the ground rest. So I'm excited to see what comes up in you. And uh, just because you are a creator, that's who you are. It is part of your toe. It's part of your gift here in this world. And I think we are a part of that gift that has... um, even here at Genesis. Yeah. So we've all benefited from that for you, so we really are looking forward to that. I am curious, is there anything in particular that you are discerning in this process? Mm. Well, one of the things I'm not discerning, because I think that's important to say, like, truly, I'm not discerning whether or not I should stay at Genesis for another season. Um, over the last year, uh, Mary and I have had a lot of conversations, and we've come to this sweet settledness of, yeah, it's been seven years, but we're looking forward to a long future ahead. And so we're not discerning. I'm not discerning whether or not I'm going to stay. Um, and that feels important to say out loud, because like, I think sometimes maybe, maybe you would some of you would think, oh, you know, pastors go on sabbatical to figure out what to do next. A lot of pastors yeah. do. And that's and really and truly, I'm just so happy to say that's not, that's not. Um, and I, it, I am not trying to discern what my next book is. In fact, I'm actively pushing that away from my mind. Um, I am not... Um, discerning what my next podcast series is. All that stuff is... So I don't know. I mean, probably the best thing to say is, like, I'm trying to discern who Steve Weens is, the human being, uh, more and more. You know, more and more the human that is going to be 51 this year and how to be... 51, and then how to be 52, and then how to be 53, moment by moment, day by day. That, I think those, and that maybe, I don't know how that sounds. To me, that sounds a little woo-woo, but... Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, wait, uh, do, you need a, do you need an attaboy? That's really good. I'm really <laughs> glad you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking it maybe sounds a little slippery or something like, ooh, or, you know, but, but that, that's my journey right now. Can I, I, I want to just... Yeah. Touch that just a little bit. Is I don't know that it's supposed to have total understanding. Yeah. So can we just let it be in the mystery? Part of asking the questions, I wanted to make sure you had the opportunity to say, say the things you weren't discerning to. Yeah. But 
a kind of a follow-up question to that is, um, in, so often in discerning, we're trying to make a decision versus hearing what the questions are. Right. Oh, I love so that. So I wonder if there's an opportunity here. You've done, I think we all know that the last year and a half, we've had to do a ton of finding answers. How do we do this? And we, I think, as a church, I think we've done a beautiful job, and I'm very grateful. But one of the things I think is so beautiful is suddenly we have a little bit of space to find out what some of the new questions mm -hmm. might be. And so I wonder for you, um, do you have any questions mm -hmm. that you're concerned about for the community while you're gone? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and again, I, I'll, you know, plant these seeds and then walk away. I'm not going to try to think too much about it while I'm gone. But this next season of life at Genesis, um, Isaac's going to a soccer game. Bye, Isaac. Make it happen, buddy. Thanks, Rick. Score for goal. Taking him. Um, <laughs> um, as, as Genesis leans into the next chapter of its life, I believe we are being invited to consider really how to be good neighbors here in Robbinsdale, to be more outward facing than we have been, that we would learn from. You know, we, Pam mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but we applied for and got accepted into this cohort of 12 churches that are gonna learn in two-year experiences of how to, to learn about our neighborhood, what it really is, how to not bring answers to it, but how to figure out what the questions are in the neighborhood right here in Robbinsdale. And that's something that I'm excited for us to learn how to do. I think a primarily white congregation has different postures when we think about that. We're gonna go take over the neighborhood. <laughs> we're gonna save the neighborhood. We're gonna, and we're gonna, hopefully we're gonna learn how to, how to discover what the questions are that are being asked in the neighborhood and how to really be good neighbors and come alongside in quiet, small ways. Um, so that would be one thing that I'm very excited about. Another thing that I'm very excited about for our next season is for each of us to discover um, more and more how it is that, where it is that we fall on the, on the journey of spiritual development. And I see spiritual development always as just an ongoing journey of expanding who we are who, and understanding who God is. And, you know, so many people I talk to get so freaked out because they've forgotten how to pray. They don't want to read their Bible anymore. The church is really weird. And I, I just look at them after listening, and after a while, I just go, you realize you graduated, right? Like you graduated from a previous stage of faith. And this is the most normal thing in the world to happen. And when you graduate from a stage of faith, you know this, you feel disoriented because the, the ways of practicing your faith don't work anymore. You feel like the God that you thought you knew is too small for the God that you need to know now. And instead of being all freaked out and scared about that, I get to help people and we get to help each other just say, you're graduating, no fear. Move boldly into the next iteration of your faith. Um, whether you're gay, straight, white, brown, 
black. We all are on a journey of discovering who God is, who we are, and, um, and we get to be on that journey together of normalizing growth. Um, so I'm excited about that too. So one of the things that I think is interesting is, and I'm always excited about the things that you could, as you see the vision and you go visioning forward, one of the challenges for you on sabbatical, I think, will be just being present and being in sabbatical. Right. So John O'Donohue, one of our favorite authors. John O'Donohue. Which I wish I could, I wish I could do an Irish accent. I wish too. I could, but I can't. Oh, that's a bit. That's, that's a bit of that's, one. It's a bit of one. Um, but one of the things he says is that blessing at the core is creating a circle for light to move towards someone mm. from our soul. And so right now what I'd like to have you do, Steve, I'd like you to go stand in the middle of the church, okay? Okay. Like by the table? By the table, please. Okay. And then what we're going to do is we're going to all stand that are here in the sanctuary, and we're just going to face towards Steve. And those people at home, I'm going to encourage you to participate in this as well if you're online. And what we're going to do is take just a few minutes. I want you to think of one or two words that you would want to say to Steve that you might. Why did I go out? Is it on? Okay. Um, just one or two words that you might want to kind of toss towards Steve in this circle of light for him to take with him into his sabbatical. Thanks. Is that Kavet back there? Hey, Kavet. Good to see you, man. Seize the moment. Self-kindness. Thanks, Jane. Ooh, yes. Amnesia. May it be so. I take it in. Yes. Thanks. Thank you. Peyton says, peace and stillness like the smooth surface of a lake after rain. Mm. Thanks, Peyton. You belong. Nico says, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. Thanks, Nico. And belovedness. I'm not sure it came from, though. If it says it's Bob temporarily. So, oh, it's yeah. probably well, Bob. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> My word is adventure. May this be an adventure. At first I thought you said Avenger. I'm like, ooh, Avenger. So <laughs> maybe watch some of those movies, yes. No, I like that, though. Adventure, I like that. Thanks, mm -hmm. Becky. Steve, now I'm going to ask you to um, just take a moment and look all the way around.
And as you're looking around and you're looking at people, I want you to recognize in each of these people, you have poured forth seeds. You have given us things to help us along the journey. And now our hope is that you will take these things deep inside of you, that we will be a part of your journey from a distance, but that light will be penetrating and surrounding you even when you're out there somewhere. We're going to be fine. Thanks, Becky. We're going to be fine. Thank you. I just want to make sure if I missed anybody. Oh, Jesse has one. For life to be breathed into the dying and neglected parts of your soul. Mm, thanks, Jesse. And have a sweet action time from Joe and to be restored from mm. Laura. Okay? Thanks. Thanks, everybody. And thank you, Becky, for that. Thank you for listening to the Genesis West podcast. If, if you, you find, find yourself, yourself nearby, nearby on Sunday, we'd love for you to join us for worship. We meet at Elam Church Center in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. If you, if have, you have any, any questions, questions or would like to connect with us, please visit us at www.genesiscov.org.